So they, um, the first to be found and arrested is York. He's caught in New Mexico. And then Tex and Red, um, they're, they split. Um, they were the two that left by themselves. They went to Clifton, Arizona, and they visited an old friend right after all that shit happened. They went and visited this guy named Walter Bush. Um, they hung out with him for a little while and then left town. And during their conversation, they gave him enough information that by the time Clifton found out about the robbery in Bisbee, he was like, oh, oh, yeah, they came and saw me that day. Like, right after it happened. Damn, like, threw him under the bus. Yeah, because outlaws don't stick together. Mm, well, I don't not know. these guys. I don't know. Uh, yeah, not at all. So he tells them, he contacts the authorities, and with a, within a handful of days, um, Tex and Red are captured and arrested as well. So three of them are in jail now. Uh, Billy, Dan, uh, Big Big Dan, and Billy, the outlaw, because yeah. there's Deputy Billy, so Deputy don't, get, Billy. don't get them confused here. Billy the outlaw. Big Dan and Billy were the, um, so they went and they were like, we're going to Mexico. You boys like Mexico? Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, weeks later, uh, <laughs> authorities in Arizona receive a tip that Billy has been detained in a Mexican jail because he got in a brawl at a bar Uh-oh. with a local mine foreman and uh, they were like, yeah, don't come here and start some shit and threw this, him in jail. This foreman beat his ass? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and as soon as the Mexican authorities were like, oh, there's a $2,000 reward? You're welcome to have him. Scoop a loop? Sure. I yeah. feel like the uh, foreman was like the miners from... Um, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah. Super fucking tough, dude. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> what a sad... Very sad. I mean... Like, like they the did fact all that, that work, and it was useless. Yeah, like, all of them... Oh, that's good. That's had, good for them. Like, got... Yeah, it's... What a bite. They're out there dick-slinging. <sighs> shout dick out Chernobyl. Slinging. Yeah. Uh, shout out... Yeah, definitely. Well, the, yeah, anyway. Shout uh, out dick-slinging. Yeah. Uh, once all four of them are in custody or excuse me five are five. in custody um deputy so deputy billy has deputy him, billy and he's like what happened and eventually they're like oh yeah so there's a six person involved that Uh-oh. you haven't caught and we think you need to talk to him because <laughs> they do not stick together uh not outlaws who help out each other because they're like if we're in trouble he's gonna get in trouble too and they're like oh and he's the mastermind and, and they're squealing. Yeah. And so the sheriff's like, okay, well, who is that? And they're like, oh, your buddy, John Hurt. That's your boy. Yeah. Or John Heath. So um, he's brought in. They start questioning him. Eventually he says, well, I did know about the plans for the crime, but I didn't have any parts play in it. And I definitely didn't tell him to murder anyone. So you're a police officer and you knew about their plans and police, you didn't do anything. He was deputized after the crime. Uh, Remember that? Yeah, so he just said he knew about the plans for it, but he didn't have a part to play in it. He definitely did not order them I to mean, kill I mean, I knew, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know. He, he no. basically summed it up to like he had knowledge that they were looking to rob the payroll, but he didn't realize they were actually going to do it. Yeah, I just yeah, thought the it age was old, just thought it was saloon talk. Yeah, exactly. So, um so to explain, which I don't know if I need to, but to explain kind of because robberies at the time of a business or a bank, stagecoach, train, whatever you want to call it. I mean, any type of theft of money wasn't insured because we didn't have the FDIC, which is how our money's insured now. Um, 
if the outlaws would have been successful with robbing and taking this payroll, the mine would have had a huge financial hit and more than likely they would have had to just completely shut down and lay off all workers. God damn. That's how over seven grand. Yeah. Yeah. Over seven grand because that's, that's how, um, that's how much that money was at that time. That's how much weight seven grand had. Yeah. Um, so because it wasn't insured, they wouldn't have gotten that money back and the business would have been fully shut down. So because of that, the act of the robbery alone removed the, the murders murders is a capital offense because you're bankrupting a company you're stealing so much money that everyone in a town would get laid off so you could be charged with death just for robbing a place what yes it was a capital offense that's kind of weird well it's just because it was just such a financial you loss. murdered the town's morale yeah and their pocketbooks pretty much, well that's how you create a ghost town is you completely bankrupt everything that's going on in there just from your selfish ways is how they saw it because money wasn't insured then. So, you know, if a business gets robbed now, they get that money back through yeah. insurance. And in the process sucks, but they get the money back. The money is still going to come back to them eventually. So that's why at this time it was like, oh, you ro- you were going to rob us? Yeah, we want, uh, can we ask for death, please? Life in, life in prison at the worst. Or at the least. Um, so, yeah, that's why it was so harsh. So, Way th- harsh, tie. Way harsh, tie. So all six of them were scheduled for trial. Um, but John requested that he have a separate one from the others because he didn't actually commit or take part in the robbery or the massacre. Oh, he's the Manson girl that didn't actually do anything. Well, he's Charles Manson in this case. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, he, that's a better... <laughs> that's a better... So, um, like, Tex would be the, the Manson girl that didn't really do much. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is weird because there's a text in that one. Yeah, but, I was going to say, wait, isn't there an actual text yeah, in the yeah, Manson family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he definitely did kill people. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, John is basically Charles Manson in this case. Um, so the he requests and is granted a trial separate from there. So the trial of the five outlaws begin on February 17th. And within two days, they're found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging. Damn. Uh, and it's scheduled for March 8th, 19... No, that's wrong. 1884. <laughs> uh, the next d- day. So February 17th, 18th, 19th. 19th, they're found guilty. On February 20th, John's trial starts. So they're like, yeah, okay, you all die. Okay, bye. Uh, John. And he admits to being the mastermind behind the robbery. States that it was easy to convince the others to do it because they have a lack of intelligence. So Why is he giving himself up like he's this not. now he's just saying that he so he's saying one he's saying he was the mastermind yeah but earlier he was like i didn't have anything to do with it i knew about it but now i'm the mastermind well, he said hold on okay he said he was the mastermind behind it but that he did not take part in the killings and that he never included it in the master plan and he he was just like all i wanted was the the funds that's like kind of all i i wanted and he said that the others committed the the rest of it <clears throat> due to lack of intelligence. So he's trying to make it so that they like give I them. just wanted the money. They're dumb. Yeah. And that's why they did what they did. Yeah. So he just he's trying to separate as to why people died so that at least at the very least he's not going to be Here, look hanged at my, for his Look at this copy I have yeah. of the master plan. Yeah. Um he even said that when the shooting started because of course he wasn't involved in the actual Yeah. like he was 
a citizen in the town. He said that he was in the saloon and hid behind the bar when it started because he was such a coward. He's like, I was, I was so scared when they started shooting that I hid behind my own bar. Like he's basically saying it like, yes, I did want them to rob and bankrupt this company. But not shoot the wagon guy or the pregnant woman. Or Indian Joe. Didn't want anyone to die. Indian Joe's down. He's all right. He's all right. But he's down. Yeah. Um, So the prosecution kind of had an issue here. Not a single person could tie John to the robbery. And even though he's admitting to being the mastermind, he didn't officially take part. So they can't really charge him with anything because just because you suggest something and someone else goes out and does it doesn't necessarily mean that you should be put to death. So he is Manson. He is Manson. But didn't Manson get in trouble for that or did he get in trouble eventually for something else? We don't have to go down this Uh, rabbit hole. I'm just... Manson got tried for the murders. But that's like the because exact he same thing here. Yes, yes. But you but have to think about... he influenced them to do... Well, he didn't influence them to kill. He just wanted the loot. So no, it's a so little different. No, so what they said is that Charles Manson directly told them to go kill the, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This that's guy, John, didn't say, yeah. hey, take the money and kill some people exactly. while you're doing it. He was yeah. just like, he just I said, want I that want bread. He just said, I want the money. Yeah. He didn't, he, he didn't say anything about killing either people either way. Yeah. He Give me the loot. Say, Give me the loot. He didn't say, get the money by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's where the difference is, is it technically Charles Manson was like, hey, go kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah got um, it. So even though. That was in his Even quote, though he, there's definitely. Master like, he, he has murders under his belt, just not the ones we know about. But whatever. Uh, we digress. <laughs> um, so prosecution can't tie him to it. He didn't officially take part in it. So they're like, well, what can we do? And someone on the prosecution team's like, hey, um, I have this prisoner who's in currently incarcerated for killing two men in a s- saloon brawl just, you know, down the road. Yeah, you know, just some yeah. run-of-the-mill shit um, for the 1880s. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure he'd be willing to testify and say that John was part of that. I'm sure he would do it. I, I, I'm fairly certain that if we reduce his sentence, he'll testify against john and they're like okay and the courts are like okay because it's 1883 and that's how the law works then you could just say yeah he told i saw him there and it's like okay we don't need any actual evidence your word works even though you're not even from the same city um so anyway this guy who is sergeant l d lawrence so this man this like man of the law beat two dudes to death and a brawl and then they're like hey if you testify against john for us um we'll give you a lighter sentence so he was like a deputy that just happened to get got in a drunk fight with two got, guys yeah and the two guys died killed them both yeah. yeah so he gets um he can he that's justice yeah he testifies against john um and he also not only does he testify against john saying that he can place him at the scene which doesn't work at all but yeah he also said that afterwards he heard john and the other five outlaws talking about the situation so in exchange for his testimony um ld is given uh manslaughter and two years in prison for instead of facing death yeah yeah so he got taken care of, and because of this quote-unquote testimony, um, the jury during their deliberation was basically split. Half of them wanted him to be convicted, half of them wanted an acquittal, and it wasn't reaching anywhere. And finally, 
they're told, well, you got to come to a decision. And they're like, what about a compromise? And the judge is like, okay. So they come to a compromise that John is convicted of second degree murder and conspiracy to commit robbery. But let's just sentence him to life in prison. Uh, Everyone good? Okay. Yeah. So John's relieved because he's not going to die now. The five outlaws are pissed because they're definitely going to die now. And the entire town of Bisbee is pissed because he's not getting what they think is justice. They think he should die as well because he's the mastermind. Whether or not he was actually there to commit the crime or the murders. Yeah. Right? And like life in prison. I mean, he'll probably be able to find a spoon and like get himself out Mm -hmm. at some point. I think this was kind of the time where they were like, there was like bars that like were so old that you could just pull on them or like just like (laughs) you like etch down at the bottom exactly this one's coming loose dude i'm out of here in another three weeks yeah exactly i mean again i'm sure that in in quick and the dead or tombstone or something like that there's a scene of a jail yeah i don't remember it's been a while i just remember cute little dicaprio and Uh, so cute it's been a while yeah we should watch that i'm just saying that movie's sweet off of like my 10 plus years ago uh memory of it but i'm pretty sure it's pretty sweet yeah i mean you know normally i mean they're not they can't all be second glance but they still normally are pretty good when you haven't seen them in a while truth truth um so anyway on february 22nd so two days after his trial began a day after they said we're gonna give him life life in prison a lynch mob of 100 to 150 citizens mostly minors from the copper queen oh i thought you meant like a bunch of like eight-year-olds showed up oh no a bunch of minors (laughs) damn oh minors with an o yeah yeah yeah, yeah, gang of them huh yeah um so 150 100 100 to 150 citizens i'm just um, seeing a bunch of fucking second graders like marching up go for the court now uh no these no what you need to picture is the guys from chernobyl with dicks out Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, marching, that would be sweeter. Marching a bunch together. of dudes with black shit all over their faces and dicks swinging. Yeah. yeah, so this lynch mob arms themselves, prepares to break into the county jail, which is located at the bottom of the Tombstone Courthouse, where John and the five outlaws are being kept. They send, so they go to the courthouse, the 100 and 150 strong, whatever it is. Um, lynch mob goes to the courthouse. They send seven guys inside to actually force the the what they're doing here um we the, want them dead yeah they want them dead so they go down to the jail these seven guys um they're gonna force the guards and to give them john and they knock on the door and the guards are like oh it's the cook with the breakfast right and just throw open the door and these seven guys come hauling in and yeah overtake, yeah we're here for the breakfast and overtake yeah so they overtake the guards um, and they're able, able to take John out at gunpoint. Oh. And as they're leaving, he's like, this is not at all what happened, but I would like this to be what happened. He's like, what about them? And they're like, oh, the five other outlaws? Yeah, they'll die next month. We're, we're good. We're good. Like, no problem here. And they just take John out. So John's like, bye, guys, I guess. Like, he's being dragged out. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the other ones are fucked. I'm trying to make you laugh. You're not looking at me. <laughs> the I'm others looking, are already fucked they didn't care about it them. it's crazy yeah. how things went back then where it's like hey i'm not loving the way this uh, court thing's happening do you just want to get like a bunch of us to show up and just overpower them into murdering this guy yeah yeah because nowadays if you did some shit like that you'd have like 
like fucking choppers oh yeah swooping in and be like whoa 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 and it would get like military militarized immediately in like 15 minutes oh yeah but this is like oh that's shit that's a lot of people yeah how many bullets do you have left like five well that well that's just not gonna work that's not that's not good math i guess i can't yeah exactly so the mob exits the courthouse with John. Um, there's a sheriff that attempts to intervene, and he's <laughs> physically tossed aside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I I'm not trying to be funny. I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the mob marches John down to the corner of First and Tognot Street. Oh, yeah, old Tognot. I think that's what it is. Tough knot? Tug knot? Oh, no, I don't know. No, I don't know how you go with no. that. Anyway, he goes down to the corner of the street, and um, they make a makeshift gallow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, they use the cross beam of a uh, telegraph pole mm-hmm. to throw a rope over it. Um, of course, this whole time, John's yelling his innocence. He says, eventually he says, I've faced death too many times to be disturbed when it actually comes. Hold on. F- your innocence? You... What... You- you said you had a master plan. He's saying that. But, I know he said I didn't, I, I didn't kill anyone, anyone, but still, it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Like you, you, you're not innocent. So yeah. So once it's inevitable that he's going to be killed in the next thirty seconds, John makes one final request. He says, "Please don't mutilate my body or sh- shoot me full of holes." Uh, because you're gonna care so much when you're dead uh, you know, what we do a, with it, your bod it was a thing to, that you didn't want your body desecrated so i don't know um the mob agrees not to do these things then they blindfold john blindfold john and then all of the miners basically in joint effort hoist him up so they just grab the rope and start pulling like all of them yeah well yeah. i mean there's plenty there yeah so they hike him up um and as he suffocates, they read their verdict to him. And it says, We, the undersigned, a jury of inquest, find that John Heath came to his death from emphysema of the lungs, which is a disease, a disease common of high altitude, which may have been caused by strangulation, self-inflicted or otherwise. He so, hung himself. Yeah, they basically, yeah. It's another one of those things where it's like, well, we wrote it down, so that's what goes into history, right? So sure. they like kill this dude, and they go back to the court, and they're like, "Here you go, that's what happened." He died of emphysema. Well, I know we took this dude out here to kill him, but then when we got over there, he he just died. He just killed yeah. himself. Yeah. So the mob leaves John hanging for about a half an hour before his body is finally cut down, and that's kind of the end of uh, John in that respect. Oh yeah. Um, is March 1884 approaches. The town begins planning festivities for the execution date of the five outlaws. Because I was going to ask, because um, nowadays, if it was like, all right, we're going to kill you for murdering those people. Um, when are you going to do that? Uh, probably in like 12 20. or 13 years. Or, now it's almost like people people are in death row for 20, 25, 30 years. It's like, oh, why is this going to take so long? Appeals. Oh, well, we need to, um, we need to keep like regrouping and trying to think of ways to wiggle our way out of this situation well, so we need to make sure that you give us the process, at least a couple decades the process is set up so that if you are innocent, innocent. i i know you have this. multiple chances of trying to yeah i know we've discussed yeah. this before because yeah. I, I remember earlier in episodes i was like it why is frustrating the fuck yeah are they giving this dude so many chances 20 years yeah and all these appeals but it's like it does make sense when the dude is really innocent but yeah. if you're gonna find that evidence it's gonna take you 
20 fucking well, years to find this dude innocent? You also have to remember, you know, technology helps advance things. So think about in the 70s, you couldn't test DNA. But in the 90s, you could. So this is so people death row have been in, in the death 70s. Row. And then like it gets to like the mid 90s. and You're like, oh, oh, you know what? That actually. Our bad. Well, the, yeah, the DNA exonerates him. Sorry, we uh, like ruined the best years of your life there. Yeah, I you, mean, you, it's you, unfortunate. You Here, we'll help you out. Yeah, and that's why you have people who are out there who help when people are, um, you know, incarcerated. It, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is it is good when you hear about things like that happening. Yeah. Like, damn. But when I mean, they are truly. But when it's like yeah, it's cut just, just and fucking dry. Yeah. Like, you found dead bodies in this dude's basement and he, like, carved his initials. And, and like pictures of him and, with and, them. Yeah. yeah, and his piss is all over him and shit. It's yeah. like. Well, yeah, but we're going to appeal it. Like, what the, what angle are you coming at this yeah. with? Yeah, that's where, that's where it's a bummer that, that, that law is set up. Yeah, that one doesn't make <laughs> yeah. sense. It's the like, appeal I really process. think it should be a case to case thing. It's like, <clears throat> oh, well, this, this guess, is a little cloudy. I guess the cloudy. point is, how do you determine that that case over this case everyone has uh, an because equal there right are some that are that. just i mean what if he goes in there and like i did it 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 and i did it well also, then, then you have the insanity thing <laughs> yeah fuck that's what i'm saying it's never ending there's so many oh, levels he's saying he did it a little too much let's give that a couple decades to simmer well well it but- seems like he did it all the ducks are in a row he's admitting it but we're still gonna give him like 50 fucking years to to acquit is that the right word well to appeal no, not, appeal is yeah the word. appeal well you yeah. so confused well but it's just again because the the opposite was people just hanging within a, a yeah like a week a week or like, two. damn what'd you guys do yeah. oh, kill i mean we didn't kill anybody i yeah. think you did see you later yeah yeah i mean it does make and, sense. And once they're dead, there's no <laughs> way to, if you're like, sorry, our yeah, bad. As soon as you're dead, someone shows up. Whoa, 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 I, I, just, I just, actually, I found the guy. Did uh, you already do it? Yeah. Am I late? Yeah. Damn oh, it. well, don't worry about that yeah, guy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Your so, lucky day, dude. Yeah. So um, anyway, is their execution date quickly approaches because yeah. this is not a time yeah. where there's an appeal process. Um, the town begins festivities to celebrate. So they're having like a fair? They're having... Yeah, like people are like, we're going crazy with sales over here. Yeah, they got like (laughs) wacky inflatable arm men over here where they're going to be hanging them. We're going to do a hanging an hour. Mm -hmm. Get your raffle tickets ready. Yep. Sheriff Ward, he sent out invitations to um, special like people to uh, be privy to the hanging, like have the best seats and stuff. They get like, like, uh, like class C celebrities, like they have Mr. Belding and yeah. shit there. Yeah. Like, yeah. look who came. Yeah. Um, and then a businessman, he put up a grandstand outside of the jail and he just began selling tickets at $1.50 per seat. So he's just like, well, nobody else is charging anyone, right? <laughs> I'll start charging people. I yeah. love back then. <laughs> yeah. It's just anything can become a business. Yeah. It's like, hey, is anybody sitting here? I mean, you are for three bucks. Yeah, exactly. How's that strike you? Really? I yeah. only got a five. I'll take it. Yep. So um, the entire town is basically acting like Christmas is coming. Yeah. And uh, except for a couple of citizens, one in particular named Nellie Cashman, she protested the sheriff and his invitations. The, f- the fair? Yeah. She said that, um, well, she said that she thought it was kind of bullshit that he wasn't doing anything about, yeah, the ticket sales. People were making money off of the- People were making money. There's like yeah. zero funnel cake here. Yeah. Um, so she decides to take matters into her own hand and she 
takes a <laughs> like axe to the grandstand while people are like the dude the thing that the guy built so he could sell tickets while he's selling tickets she just starts destroying it she causes seven injuries but you know to herself no to other people around it because she's chopping down this big wooden thing where there's people around so she just like goes in and just starts hauling off seven injuries is pretty weird you see this woman chopping and then you're like the first person gets fucked and then the next person's like whoa Whoa, me too. Whoa, me too. Well, I'm not sure where the grandstand was sitting, but it's possible that it just fell on a group of people and it happened to be oh, seven Oh, so she of actually them. got it to come Yeah, down. she destroyed it. Oh, all I'm thinking was like, no. she got a few hacks in. No, because the sheriff isn't doing before anything. Before it was, before someone He's off her. selling tickets himself. Oh, so she successfully made She's this thing success- fall over. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. So, per the records from that day, around a thousand people, so home dude selling tickets was made a pretty good profit yeah it was yeah. racking yeah uh around a thousand people witnessed the hanging of the five outlaws authorities built a special uh special gallows for them so all five could hang at one time um you're blowing your wad you really should do like one an hour yeah yeah you really are um so they had the men shaved and dressed in matching black suits. Um, the sheriffs allowed them to walk without chains. I'll tell you why in a second. Okay, so confused. Allowed them, they allowed them to walk without chains and to wear hats to the platform where they were bounded. So they were allowed to have the decency to be dressed. You want them to look like the Jersey boys up there getting hung? Well, the reason why is because... Hanged. Hanged. Whichever it's one ha- it is. I think it's hanged. I think that's... Because I always say hung, then people are like, that's not the word. They hung. Yeah, it's, hung like, it's like one of those hanged that it's them. like, just just use the same... Pick a, pick a fucking yeah, exactly. lane or pick one. So I guess... Be- oh, whatever. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> so as everyone does in jail, the reason why... They were allowed to have all of these, you know, the suits and the shave and stuff like that. It's because the entire group, all five outlaws, turned to religion. Oh, did they? Yes. Can so we get while, five Jesus suits in here? Yeah. So while they were awaiting execution, they converted to Catholicism. And so, of course... They got a copy of Second Glimpse yes, while they were in jail yes. and watch it turn hey, their Scotty. life around. Jesus, man. Jesus, man. Um, Jesus, men. Yeah. Jesus, men. So um, they, they were allowed to shave and dress appropriately because, because that's, jesus likes a clean shave <laughs> it was a it was a catholic tradition since they converted the authorities had to follow it because it's your religion anyway they asked their bodies to be delivered to the roman catholic priest after the hangings um and so they were like yeah 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 sure we'll do that they're gonna give the bodies to the roman catholic priest once they're dead yeah so we can rape them Sure. That's what they just asked the authorities to do. They said, hey, we don't want to be in the custody of, of the the state. We want to go... Give him to that weird guy with that fucking yeah. cloak well, we're on. We're Catholic now. He'll bury us in accordance with, our, do with our faith. Oh, we're just going to do some super weird shit with him. <laughs> so the authorities take their hats, give them black hoods in their places, and then tie nooses around all their necks. Once that's done, obviously probably pretty anxious at this point. They're just all kind of taking their time getting over to you know where the rope is that they hit to what about the thing text? drop do they leave the mask off him it's like hey can i not get a mask it's kind <laughs> yeah, of a thing to, to be the one thing. without the mask so they're they're taking so long that york finally yells just let her go you know because he's he's ready to die at this point because yeah, if he said that i'd be like mm, how about another hour yeah 
So at 1.18 p.m. on March 28, 1884, Tex, Big Dan, Billy, Red, and York were dropped together with all but Big Dan dying quickly. Reports stated that he uh, twitched for several minutes before he finally stopped. Extra strong neck. Yeah. And um, again, they were left to hang for about half an hour before they were officially pronounced dead. Afterwards, their bodies were cut down, placed in plain coffins, and sent to the city morgue to just be buried. So they did not give them to the Catholic Didn't priest. give them to the cloaked guy. No. The guy with the, no. the weird cloak on. Yeah. So after they were buried, uh, the authorities then learned that a local medical school, which I didn't even think was a thing in 1884, but I guess so, uh, was rumored to be planning to dig up the outlaw's bodies for research purposes, quote unquote. So two mi- miners were hired by that Nellie Cash man woman. The yeah, girl the one that destroyed ruined the, the fair. Yeah. She hired because for some reason she has a hard on for these five guys. She's like, I will not let their bodies be dug up. So she hires two. Who are you? Yeah, I don't know. Some woman. What in are you doing? More than likely, she, she probably. She's Catholic. Uh, sure. She knows they're saved. Yeah, probably. So um, she had two miners uh, hired to guard the graves for 10 days so that the medical school couldn't so steal them. So just two eight-year-olds sitting there with machine guns. Yep. Not letting anyone touch these graves. Hell no. They definitely had machine guns. Back the fuck up. Yeah. Um, so then a so a joint gravestone marks the resting place of the five outlaws, which is still in tombstone today. They put them all together like they were all married to each other? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're all buried in the same grave. All right. Uh, it's just a it's just a marker with their names on it. Um, though there's also so there's a marker with their grave in Tombstone. There's also one for John Heath in Tombstone, but it actually seems like his remains were sent back to Texas. Is Tombstone still there? I is it like believe is it like so. kitschy? I don't think so. It's not like you can't go there and like go to like oh, a I, corral. I mean, and, like, maybe I'm sure you know they have I mean? some place there. Well, yeah. Howdy, partners! Yeah. Come on in. Um, I'll have to I'll have to ask Phil because he's he lives in Arizona right oh, now. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I need, I need Phil. to know because if so, yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely have to ask it him. It sounds like it'd be kind of a a rootin' tootin' time. Yeah, it definitely does. We'll go I, check I'm that more fat interested in going now that I've done this story. Yeah. I mean, Tombstone was a cool movie, but now I'm more interested just because I want to go to all of these areas. Also hang out with Doug Stanhope. So, yeah. I'm uh, di- so how far is Bisbee from Tombstone? Tombstone? Like 20 miles. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's, yeah. that's 22 horse, miles. The, 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 horse. the legendary horse run. <laughs> yes. The fastest horse in the entire world. Um, I am fast. I'm very fast. <laughs> very fast. So... Um, as for the Copper Queen mine, by the 20th century, it was the most productive copper mine in Arizona. It, it was basically considered the best ran copper mine in the United States, and they found more and more deposits of gold and silver as the years went on. Just keep coming up. So super productive. Um, but as we all know, mining is dangerous, and though it was productive, the owners were not, uh, you know great people um they demanded unpaid work from their employees in dangerous well, how does that work conditions hey keep doing it but you haven't paid us yeah but keep doing it yeah but at the you know uh, this is like during no. this is during like you know where when half the country's suffering from the great depression and shit so they're like you, you want to keep working you'll do the unpaid labor we're paying you some deal with it <laughs> i mean it's just kind of the time you just have to it's no not like you can just no go lunch, out and no start dinner. anything. Yeah. 
Um, they subject their their employees to sh- daily strip searches on the way in and way way out to make sure that they weren't stealing any materials. <laughs> so it's like we're not paying you. Also, strip down because you can't steal anything. Yeah. How yep. dare you fucking try to provi- provide for your family they, out of this job? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also didn't practice safety measures like they would blast the mine when there were miners in it. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, real good. Um, so, of course, this there in, in, is in all businesses around this time during that age. Um, there was a lot of discrimination against the minorities and the non-white quote-unquote no uh, workers I don't believe yeah. it even though i don't think any of the workers were treated well they were treated even worse so um eventually a union forms and the site goes on strike uh management didn't really care they just went and hired uh illegally hired the police force to be their own private police force and they arrested 1300 miners from this one mine uh, for protesting. Uh, and they and put where do them, you put them? Well, they, I'm getting ready to tell you. They put them on train cars and sent them out of town. And it became... What? Yeah, they just like they were like, you can't live our work here. Because again, Bisbee was a town because of the mine. So when it was at its height, they basically controlled everything. So if you pissed them off, they just sent you out of town. Said, too bad, so sad. And figured the fuck out. So you, you're arrested, but... Instead of going to jail, no, they can't you're just hold getting you. shipped. Yeah, you're away. getting shipped. You're getting deported out of Bisbee. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do when this train stops? I don't know. Walk back. Eventually, of course, um, those crazy times settled down because of labor laws and civil rights movements and stuff. And by the 1960, the mine by the 1960s, the mine was um, hitting kind of their downslope um the grade of copper that they were producing was going down so they started with a really high um, quality and it was starting to get to the end of the copper quality that they had um so it started declining it went from like 22 percent to like four percent i don't know what that means but that's a pretty heavy drop off um by 1975 the copper queen mine ceased production for good and it's now open for tours um, there's a mining museum located inside the former headquarters building and tour prices are $13 for adults, five fifty for children. Um, and anyone under the age of five is not allowed down into the mine. Come one, come all check out where a bunch of these people were fucked yeah. and not paid to work. And over here, as you can see to my left is where a bunch of people weren't paid for their service and blown up while trying to work for yeah. nothing. Yeah, well, you know, I guess Good stuff. at this point it's so far removed from that time that people forget that stuff. And it is kind of interesting, I mean... No, it is. To, like, see it in person and stuff. So, yeah, that's the uh, that's the tale of the Queen Copper Mine. Wow. Copper Queen Mine? Copper Queen Mine. I Seems like that could be a movie, too. Uh, yeah. I can't remember which one we were talking about that could have been a movie. Like, pretty recently. It was, the, like, in the last three or four was episodes. Was that the one with the shootout at Ooh, the... Ooh, yeah, it was the shootout at oh, the, the house. Oh, the Arby's hat? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah, this one could be, too, with, like, the, the guys becoming a cop. Yeah. But then actually having the idea. Yeah. But then the other people get arrested. Yeah. And they're yeah. about to be hung. And then he's like, no, 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 it wasn't me. And then he's on trial and... Then just a shitload of people show up. It's yeah. like, oh, we're gonna, we're here for him. We're gonna take him. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, hang him. Hang him. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, both are both would be good movies. We need a good western. Yeah. 
That, I think that's kind of why I keep doing old stories because I'm kind of stuck in that time period. Well, I, right like now. yeah, it's uh, like like newer westerns yeah. are because I mean, obviously westerns were like all the rage in like the 50s and early 60s, I guess. But yeah, like when like Tombstone, Quick and the Dead, uh, not Wild Wild West. <laughs> Fuck, what's another? Um, uh, what, 310 to Yuma. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you don't. It's a little different because it's not Wild Old West. I, think that's I was what it's gonna called. say. I was gonna say Gangs of New York, but that's slightly different, and you hate yeah, that movie. Not a western. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, I rely on Tarantino to give me that, but oh fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, he has not. I mean, he sort of gave us western stuff. Yeah, I guess. Um, but Hateful that, Eight. Yeah, well, Hateful Eight. Yeah. Super talky movie. Yeah. Wordy. Yeah. I gotta watch it again. I liked it. Yeah. I don't think I need that. Wasn't my favorite. Extend it. No, definitely don't need Netflix. to watch a five-hour movie. Yeah, but yeah. I'd rather watch Django twice. Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, Django. It's Django's one of my kind faves. of. Django is kind of like again not wild westy, but it sort of is. But like, or it's not a western, but it is. But it's not. It's just in that time period. But it's like not that. Not even that time period. Speaking of Tarantino, uh, will make me think of Uma Thurman. Did you know that? Ethan Hawke's daughter that was in uh, Stranger Things. Uh huh. Is Uma Thurman's daughter? daughter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. Didn't know that. Yeah. Well, they they were together for like a million uh, years. I don't think I knew that either. Um, I had a big Ethan Hawke thing for a little while. Well, it's weird. Because of reality bites. It's weird uh, that they like when she showed up on Stranger Things. Everybody's like, "Oh man, Ethan Hawke's oh, daughter." Ethan Hawke's daughter, who well, looks like her a but lot, or like him a lot. She's just as famous as him, yeah. if not more famous. It is so weird. Why wouldn't they say? I guess because their daughter, Hawke. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't think people think about Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. I guess she hasn't done anything in a while. It's like if you, if uh, yeah. But I mean, it's not like Ethan Hawke's like crushing it right now either. He's probably doing some bullshit Redbox I have movie. No idea what he's up to. Again, only only have a crush on Ethan Hawke from Reality. Bites, but you can kind of so. see <laughs> both of them in her. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. She has uh, really adorable freckles. Yeah. Yeah, very cute. Yeppers. Um, so so there's been this uh thing going on about um copyrighted and plagiarism and stuff like that with podcasting, specifically in the true crime community. Oh yeah, lazy lazy podcasters are starting to get busted for reading being verbatim, lazy basically. podcasters. Yeah. Um in, in one of the episodes long ago, somebody I think mentioned citing sources and I said I'm citing the internet unless I read an article or a book, which I would clarify in the episode what it is. Um, yeah, if you're getting but, like huge chunks of information, yeah. but normally you're finding like a bunch of different sources and then making your own and, story. And the reason why I didn't feel the need to lay it out each source is because I'm not, if I'm reading it, I'm not reading it verbatim. I'm telling you a story. So I'm basically doing the research that you would go and yeah like and, and create and, and cohesive and putting it in an order where it's like well, you it's don't like, have to read 15 articles and also this. to get like the ages and the name yeah. and, and stuff down yeah. in the towns it's like oh here's a little article oh they say he was 23 exactly. another one says he was 23 this yeah. one says he's 23 yeah oh okay so this dude was 23. 23 yeah so for the most part i'm not going to cite sources because it's it's just articles i've read on the internet and most of the most of the articles are, hey, here's the wiki page, copy and paste it somewhere else. But yeah, if it's like uh, from a dude's book, yeah. or from this big ass article from yeah. like a magazine. Well, and what I thought I would do is maybe at least start f 
the ones where I got the more detailed information, even if it's just like kind of a history site or something, I would start adding those in. So the two sites I got the information from for the majority of the information, of course, Wiki was there yeah, and yeah. stuff. But the majority of the details and the clarification came from two articles. Um, one is on uh, Gian... <laughs> so and this is why I don't do sourcing. It's... Uh, Gene, oh my God! Can you read this for me? Where is it? That word, the first link. Uh, genealogytrails.com. Yes. So, and I'm not. You don't have to do. It's just the Bisbee massacre at that. Yeah, genealogytrails.com. Genealogy, genealogy. I have trouble. It's okay. You have strengths in other places. Yeah. The second one is um from AmericanCowboyChronicles.com, and again, it's just Bisbee massacre lynching of John Heath. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, Heath. So both of those were the ones that I got the majority of the the um, detailed information from. But of course, I did use you know Wikipedia and some other sources. So again, I I I feel like when I take and read a book about it, that was kind of what I felt like I needed to yeah, cite. Yeah, you've mentioned that. Yeah, but um, but I, I think that just in general, I you know, in reading the information about um, you know, some of the people who had written stuff who were like, I wrote that and this podcast plagiarized it like verbatim uh i just felt like maybe i should throw it a little bit more try yeah. to make it well, a little cool. bit more detail i mean because you're legit yeah. and there's people out here that super aren't they're like oh i mm, true crime me microphone yeah me too and you're bullshit yeah. you people out there are bullshit well and if i read anything verbatim it's a quote and i say in quote so i don't try to i try to you know i'm not trying to obviously do that and and whatnot but i just felt like maybe i sh i could be a little bit more clearer on my sources as well well it just so. it sucks when people like you are doing legitimate work like you're working your balls off to find this stuff and make a good story and, and have it to where no one can question anything it's like well, what about this well i said that this well, what about this like you don't really have a lot of room for people to come back at you and be like well, what about this or that or why don't you mention this like you you do real real research um, and a lot of people don't. Yeah. They just are like, hey, what's big? Oh, true crime. Yeah, I'm super big true well, crime person and, too. And, and, and then you just my, read My point is, is that I, I always thought of it as I'm doing research, but what this, one of the people that got plagiarized, she said was, is I did all of the work. I spent months researching the information. And then someone just reads your shit. Yeah, so I'm, I really thought of it in the sense of I am researching someone else's research so i do felt i do feel the need to maybe be a little more detailed in my sightings so um that's just what i want to throw out there so i'm going to start adding that kind of stuff in but i'm not going to go through and give you a list of wikipedia and stuff because that shit is yeah. just and for obvious. all you people that want to uh jump on bandwagons and try to make a pod real quick and fast and here's my here and, and you can give me money here because I have two episodes up, and this is where you can give me money. You people need to suck it hard. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're you're crowding the space for all these, like, you know, I would say for every one good podcast, there's well, 20 asshole I, I podcasts think, I think that the get easiest, in the way. I think the easiest way to sum it up is to just say um, it's not as easy as it seems. And if you're not going to be consistent... And if you think you're just going to make money out of it, then and also maybe like you need you to rethink doing it. It's not a it. thing you have always liked. Yeah. You're just 
you're just like, oh, this is like kind of hot right now. Like well, it maybe could me, be something they've always liked, but they may be potentially, surface level people. But normally it's not when they do three episodes and then you don't see them for six months. Yeah. It's like, mm, yeah, you must be well, balls deep it, into that. I, I think a lot of it is the time commitment. It's a lot of time and a lot of people think that they're going to immediately they make get money. something out of it. That's why they have yeah. fucking GoFundMes and shit before they even have an episode out. Well, that's why I'm saying... I've got shirts, GoFundMe. That's why I'm saying that if you are someone who wants to just start it because you think it's easy, it's not. And if you're not going to put the time into it, it's, uh, it's a little... Um, troublesome for the, us who are putting all of our time in it and our effort and not really looking to get paid yeah. because we may not be able to be recognized because there's 50 people who have an un, an inactive podcast that's just which is good news cl- clogging up the system apparently like what is it itunes is going to start so. wiping wiping like podcasts that haven't RSS put shit up for what six months i think something or like they're that. starting with it, something like that so that'll be good a lot of these bullshit ones will just drop off and then make some room for people that are actually putting shit out weekly. Yeah. So, so um, shout out to all the few podcasts that are doing it because they want to do it. Well, yeah. You yeah. know, like we were with Cody from yeah. Bumblebutt. And he was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to put a podcast out this week we're when like we were in Chicago. And he was he was legitimately bummed. Yeah. Like that's a dude that wants to be putting content, content, content out, out every single week. And he's bummed when he can't. Like anyone else, if they didn't really give a shit, they'd be like, oh yeah, just... Sorry, guys. No, no podcast this week. Uh, yeah. Maybe next week or in the next two weeks, I'll have something. Yeah. Like, no, he he wa- he's a legitimate podcaster. Yeah. So uh, and you are a legitimate podcaster. So, you know, uh, you know, these podcasts need to be able to be found. But when you go there and there's 50 other bullshit podcasts that have six or seven episodes from like months back, it's like, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Because someone comes to find true crime and. It's like, oh, well, let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. And they can't find the, the real deals. Yeah. Well, and, and my my biggest point of all of that is is that definitely think about what you're doing and that it's going to create a lot of time. And you also need to think about the fact that you can't just read Wikipedia and then be like, oh, I've done it. I'm done. I've, did, I've done what I need. And I should be asked for money. And I think that that's kind of what we're seeing now from this plagiarism issue is that it was easy to get away with before, but now podcasts are getting bigger and podcasting is making money and you open yourself up to a lot of um, scrutiny. And I don't do this full time. So if I do miss, uh, you know, something or I do miss citing a source or something, it's not meant to be, I I didn't see citing sources is something that I needed to throw because I'm just telling you a story. But now I'm kind of thinking in the sense of, that I don't want anyone to take um, take their hard work and think that I'm just taking it and 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 going to try to make money off yeah. of it. And so that's where I just kind of felt like I needed to step back and think about the fact that I am reading the internet, but there are there's somebody who's put effort in putting out. There. Well, you genuinely want to do this, so you're evolving with it. You know, times are changing, yeah. podcasting's changing, so you're changing with it because it's something you want to continue to do. Yeah. So and, and just, makes sense. Yeah. So um, that that's basically the thing, and uh, I, I'm yeah, I'm gonna try to do that from now on, and I just think it's interesting. So I'm not gonna name that podcast because you can just Google it if you want, but I do think that is especially in our community. Um, the true crime community, we have a responsibility to not just regurgitate the information because it's interesting, but also, you know, support those people out there that have talked to 
the victims or the families or the authorities who have gone through all of the work. So we have a comprehensive story. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, that's my little spiel. Good stuff. Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. So um, to sum up, <laughs> if you break into Wendy's, um, make yourself a burger. You'll at least get a fun story. I hear, um, I hear spicy nugs are back, so yeah. grab a couple of yep. those on your way out. Um, check out uh, Dorothy on our Facebook page. It's fun. And um, that's it. Is that it? Well, don't plagiarize. There you go. Yeah. Uh, before making a bullshit podcast, think about it. And then just don't. Because well, ain't nobody got time for that. If you're going to make a podcast, think no, about... I said a bullshit podcast. I'm, like, I'm saying if you're going to make a podcast then think about how much time and effort and ability needs to be put into it. And if you're not willing to spend it, maybe don't do it. I think that's a good way to put that. Yeesh. All righty. Social media is Murdup Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, if you want to email me, it's Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. And we got to get cards out. Yeah, we're going to... Uh, well, I'm wait, just waiting on you to Hell yeah. go print this stuff. We'll have those cards out yes. very, very soon. Yeah. So uh, cards with stickers. So if you want them and you can get this to me by the end of Monday, <laughs> by the end of the day that this comes I think we out. we could probably make them today. So yeah. yeah, we should do that. Okay. So that's it. All righty, folks. Uh, yeah. I keep feeling like I wanted to say one more thing, but nothing's coming to me. So let's just wrap this shit up. Until okay. next time. Thank you all for listening. Thanks. We'll see you then. Hey, Daniel. Jesus, man. Jesus, man. Bye. Peace out, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.